Welcome to another episode of Get Carded. This is take two, the last uh, the last take went about 60 seconds before we just started this one. <laughs> this one's this one way over. better. Uh, do you want to tell them the production joke? I think it was good. Yeah, knock, knock. <laughs> it wasn't quite knock, knock, but it was uh, it was good. Not as good as this episode's going to be. We have uh, a few things to cover. I'm really looking forward to tonight because we're going to do a mock draft. We're going to do our first... 12 team we're gonna we're gonna go through the first 12 teams it's the most wonderful time of the mm-hmm. year i mean april's pretty cool for april's sports pretty sweet. right you get you get um you get the masters you get the nfl draft you get the end of uh march madness Does that actually happen final four is typically in april yeah ended in april you get uh easter mlb mm-hmm. started the mlb started you get the basketball, basketball playoffs, playoffs hockey playoffs. byron buxton's already hurt if you if you did the over under on seven you went. You went under. You oh won. God. I didn't know that was a. <laughs> this is the, that It's was a, a special bet. time of year because very few times can you have all like three of the four Minnesota sports losing on the exact same day. But it happened. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, there was a weekend. Yeah, there. This yeah, last the, weekend, it was like, oh wow. The Timberwolves. Wow, Timberwolves. Timberwolves have been on a tear though. That's good. That's bizarre, but it's there's good. a lot of good things happening right yeah. now. I mean, spring is in the air. There's some spring fever out I don't, there. I don't think that's a good. Well, thing there's, at there's all. a hint. No, that's a that's a thing. Coachella. Yeah. Right? Who's going to no, I missed it this show. year. Oh, dude. I would, Brad, did you go? I should, I should have been out there. Yeah. If Beyonce's not there, you didn't can Kanye count me go? out. He dropped out. But like he showed second. up. Yeah, he showed up after he dropped out, which was weird. Maybe next year. The mask mandate is getting lifted? Yeah. Just heard that earlier this week. On right? airplanes. Yeah. it's Because it's already lifted. I mean, it's been lifted for the last year as far as I've been concerned. But uh, – not everywhere, apparently. Not on airplanes or in Chicago restaurants. Emergency yeah. rooms. I think Judge Wapner down in Florida is the one that reversed it. Thanks, Judge. Oh, emergency rooms. You know what I was thinking of? Doctors I, must still I, wear them. No, I, <laughs> my head auto- automatically went to that um, uh, that movie with... Um, do you remember where, where she went up in the room, like a safe room? Might have been called Safe Room. There was a movie called Safe Room. Who yeah. was in it? Was it like Anne Heche, maybe? No, it wasn't Anne Heche. It was uh, this. This uh, she was in um, the Jody Alien Foster. Jody Foster. Jody yeah. Foster was in this movie. That was a great movie. So when you said emergency room, it did not click that you were talking about like the place inside of a hospital. I was like, oh no, the emergency room where you go when there's an emergency in your house. <laughs> like you have to designate an emergency room. Ridiculous. That's not. That's not uh, what was happening though. So, yeah, mock draft. You guys. Uh, you guys ready for this? You got the study material all laid uh, out. Absolutely. And... So for, first, I want to ask a question though. So <clears throat> when you guys are when you guys are watching analysts talking heads about uh, about the mock draft, who do, who do you like and who do you not like? Who who do? You, let me put it this way: when you see Mel Kiper on TV, are you like, eh, or is it like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about? Like who 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 is your smart guy? I think Kiper. Don't get me wrong. A guy spends every day of the year for. A one weekend, right? Mm-hmm. All year he works for one weekend. And so it's hard to like, you know, I, I, I appreciate his point of view, but like, he is just annoying as hell. Like there's just something about his persona and all that, that I just don't. And I'd love to see him and kind of McShay kind of go back and forth, both being on the ESPN front. And so I lean more Todd McShay and kind of like his takes, but it's hard not to, uh, you know, you know, Mel's knows what the hell he's talking about. I think mine goes, uh, I lean a little more Rich Eisen because I watch a lot more NFL Network than anything. He's a regular on there. 
super calm dude, but somehow still energetic and can keep you interested. So that's probably that's probably my draft guy. This is the first time I know more than three people in the NFL draft. So generally speaking, I haven't really gotten into the to the draft. But uh, through the exercise that we were doing, I finally had an opportunity, and I'll probably be hooked on it now. This be another thing that I get to spend an inordinate amount of time inordinate in big word inordinate, yeah. inordinate. we need a big word like buzzer or something like that when he yeah this is Foul. a funny study though because i was looking at uh you know leading up to this who who has the best track record for draft picks for prognostication and kuiper's right up there he's as far as an individual one person goes he's got the best track record the last few years but i think you know to your point connor this is sort of like a, a doctor deal where it's like you know Maybe this doctor is not the best, but I like their bedside manner. So, so I have like the so delivery. I have, a, I have a I have a question. Mm-hmm. So we had a friend who passed away, John Clayton. Mm-hmm. The uh, ESPN had a had a reporter, John Clayton, who just passed away. Who just passed away yeah. too? Right? Mm-hmm. Was he involved in the draft much? Do you remember his take on things? Was he one mm-hmm. of the personalities that? Because he's a big football head. Right? Yeah, I th- you know, I, he was more like a Sal Palantonio type, where he was just kind of like a sideline or at at a game site. Analyst. I don't think, yeah, yeah, but not not as much he, in the. He was sort of, uh, uh, oh, who's the guy for? Uh, I'm out of football mode. Who's the guy for? Uh, Glazer. He was like the, he was like a. Oh yeah. He was sort of like a Glazer. Jake like he Glazer. always had the inside scoop. That's right. a guy. I'm not a big not fan as puffy. Of Glazer. <laughs> he's he, he's not as puffy as John. No. <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, so are there other rules that we're gonna have here? Um, well, I think I think the way that we'll do this. No we, trades. No trades. Just straightforward. You guys are repping the teams, right? Yeah. So we're gonna go and we're gonna go around four times. You're repping the team that has the draft spot. Give a little bit of the background, and then we'll we'll talk about why that team needs that pick. Why uh why you're making that pick? So so I don't want to give away anything here, but. Again, for this draft, like you guys have been fans of the draft for quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the for official me, start of the football season. For me, this this draft, um, just getting into the NFL draft, it's kind of exciting to read about the backgrounds and the interviews and the combines and all the different things that lead up to this moment. But this class, I don't know if it's as exciting as maybe I would have been last year or the year before with all the quarterbacks yeah. and offensive people. It's not a so I think year. I think that's it's actually just not, right? I think that's actually a reason to be excited for it because maybe whether it's you didn't see him a lot or didn't hear about him a lot or just didn't pay attention to it, uh who's to say this isn't I mean, it's a draft class and you won't really know. there's been loaded quote unquote loaded draft classes that turn out to be not that great and there's I'm sure before there's been classes where you draft someone and they're like, oh, maybe he'll be okay." And he turns into a superstar. Like, no one – Patrick Mahomes was not the number one overall pick. He went, what, like 11th, 12th, and now he's top three in the NFL? Right. And people at the time were like, why did they draft him? Or you get a Mitchell Trubisky uh, drafted at number two overall, and then he has his own career path. Yeah, and then – so for me, I see people like James Harrison, and I don't know if you guys saw this interview where this guy was asking him questions about how do you do at the Combine. He goes – you don't really know me, do you? <laughs> yeah, he was probably throwing around 400-pound medicine balls and everything like he does he was, nowadays. He was undrafted. And um, 
and then he asked him about his experience at the draft, and he was just like, "This this poor reporter, man. He felt all sorts of cringe for him. It was not well. Good. This year too, it's everybody's draft, right? And there's no to Connor's point. There's no yeah. There might be the top two or three that yet, but even then, within the top two or three, it can go in any order too. Whereas most drafts are like. These players are signed almost before the actual yeah, uh, th- yeah. before draft night. You yeah, so this year same. there's there's the not really a consensus number one overall pick. No. There's a there's a favorite or two, but it can go many different yep. ways. Whereas like last year, Trevor Lawrence was number one, no question about right, it. Through. Right. And just and year before, I don't remember off the top of my head who year before was, but you got guys like Chase Young was like unanimous. Baker Mayfield was unanimous. Kyler Murray unanimous. This year it's not as Set in stone. You don't know who it was in 2020. That was uh, well. That was Joe Burrow's year, right? Oh, it was. I think yeah, it was Burrow. Joe Burrow. It yeah. was Burrow. Yep. So fun little fact here. Do you guys know what happened in 2016 on August 29th, Friday night of the draft? Something significant. Which, which oh, the, year? you're talking about our fantasy football draft? Yeah, 2016. Our fantasy football draft. No, no, no. The NFL draft on August 16th. Probably one of the most epic nights. August like 16th? events to take place on draft night. And what year? 2016. 2016. The draft was in August? You mean April? April. Sorry, did I say oh, August? Yeah. yeah sorry. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, April. April. August. What happened? Was, there, happened another pan- April was there another 29th. pandemic I missed? <laughs> yes. Nothing. 2016. It involved uh, involved a gas mask. Oh, Laramie, or Laramie, Laramie Tunsil. Tunsil with the gas mask. Supposed to be like that's a, right. yeah, supposed to be the top overall pick potentially. Yep. So he was he was supposed to be number one, number two overall. He's a left tackle, I believe, out of Ole Miss. And right before the draft, or it might have been right day after of the, the draft. draft. It was a day it, of yeah, the draft. It was day of either way. A video got leaked of him hitting a bong gas mask, and his draft stock <laughs> plummeted. Yes. He oh. still in. He went like mid first round, but he went yeah. from like he, one no, or two to like. 15, 16. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Just the more you know. Well, that, I mean, that <clears throat> that sort of same dynamic, not quite a <laughs> gas mask bomb, <laughs> helped the Vikings to uh, to get Randy Moss. Remember that? His yeah. draft stopped. True. Oh, yeah. did cause, he, got, he dabbled with the trees. Yeah, just because of a little bit. You yeah. don't want things uh, – coming to social media with devices that you're using whether it's bongs or wizenators or anything oh <laughs> uh, who is the wizenator oh, ontario uh, smith yeah ontario so, smith before before we get started, i'm going to read two draft classes okay. to you guys and okay. this is hall of famers within a draft class you tell me which one you're taking overall this one that includes paul Hornig, len dawson jim brown jim parker sonny jurgensen Gene Hickerson and Don Maynard, or John Elway, Eric Dickerson, Bruce Matthews, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, Daryl Green, Richard Dent, and hundred percent the second one. Jim covered. The yeah, nineteen eighty three still considered the uh, the best draft yeah, class of all time. Taking third for sure. Or I mean, you got a bunch of stud quarterbacks. I feel like that's how this eighty yeah. one's like, not bad. Though. So that's eighty three. Listen to eighty one. Lawrence Taylor. Kenny this is 81. This is, this, so this is 81. Lawrence Taylor just Lawrence it. Taylor, Kenny Easley, Ronnie Lott, Mike Singletary, wow. Howie Long, Russ Grimm, and it, Ricky Jackson. That's, yeah, I'm going to yeah. take that one. I'm going to take that one. I mean, defense, defense and offense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Crazy. For sure. Howie flat top long. That <laughs> still rocks that same haircut, man. I know a guy uh, that we interviewed, Greg Olson, who uh, rocks yeah. the same haircut as he had yeah. back when, in his playing days. So Absolutely. So, hey, if it works, it works. Yep. So, I think if we get this thing started, 
I will. Uh, I'll play the. Uh, I'll play the Roger Goodell role for just a moment and just uh, announce the the picks. Boo! No longer in your living room, right? You guys can boo me. <laughs> and then uh, uh, that's just tradition now. Uh, did they? Did they used to boo? Like who was it? Who was before? Was it Tagliabue? Paul Tagliabue. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they. Get I don't know. Did yeah, they? I think they, they? I'm they, pretty sure it's just like they did. Always. Oh, always I thought it was just a consensus hate for Goodell. Well, and so that's that always true. been. In I New feel York. like Tagliabue got some got some love. I don't know. It feels like well, Bud Selig did back in the day, and then he got booed forever. So yeah, but he wasn't. Football. That was it on that. He tried to contract our baseball team. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh but uh, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll throw up uh, first pick, and then uh, you announce your your team that you're repping, okay, and your player, yeah, and then kind of get into the uh, get into the why, yeah. And we'll all we'll all kind of throw our two cents in. Perfect, perfect. Okay. So Brandon first, is on the clock. First pick, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars has have uh, have a lot of needs. If you're the worst team in football or the second worst team in football, um, I, I think you could ultimately go anywhere. Um, the fact is I, you know, I still think you look at the, the best teams in the NFL and as, as cliche as it is, I think the, the wars are, are one in the trenches. And, um, I think for a young team with a young quarterback, I, I think you need a, a lot of protection. So I, I know that, um, Hutchinson is, is, uh, is kind of the, is kind of the favorite out there, but. I would want my young quarterback to have protection and protection in a significant way. Someone that, that has the experience of being at a really big and successful program and knows, um, knows what it takes to, to protect the quarterback. So it was one of a couple um, linemen. I went with Evan Neal. And I went with Evan Neal because he's enormous. Six, yeah. seven, huge guy. Starting at Alabama for three years um he's the he's the guy for this team i i think it's a good pick i'm actually surprised he went that way but i i'm I'm glad you did and you know having been picking second here but i do agree with you though that uh you got to protect trevor lawrence and the jags for like the last couple years have been going after like those edge rushers you know in the draft anyways right yeah so they they franchised uh cam so yeah they just it just wasn't uh they're not in a position to take the best player. Available. Connor looks surprised. I'm, th- I'm thinking you might have lost a lot of Vegas betters' money with that pick. <laughs> yes, yes. Although he, I think it was plus fourteen hundred, so fourteen to one, which isn't outrageous. Um, but I think I think um, Aiden was. I had him listed here. He was somewhere in the like three to one or something. Uh, no, uh, under two twenty. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's he's a favorite. Yeah. But I least I, I think it's a good pick. I think it's it's the smart pick, and you got to at least. Trevor Lawrence was just running for his life last year too. Thirty-two so. sacks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my pick. So, all right, that uh, looks like uh, number two's on the clock. Yeah, the Detroit didn't need pick, to take too long after that pick because uh, though it was the right pick for Jacksonville, it was also the pick that the Detroit Lions wanted. So, that uh, with the second pick in the twenty twenty two NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchinson from the University of Michigan. Coming in at a whopping six foot seven, two hundred and sixty pounds. Is that how big that dude yes. is? Yes. Yeah. Damn. Unbelievable how big that dude is. And just he's a he's a freak of an athlete, but I do think that his hype kind of came late in the year into the draft, into the combine and all that. So, you know, it's one of these kind of flashy kind of 
you know, pick with steam. So um, the thing was with the, the Lions, right? So they they have an okay defense or offensive line. They've shored that up over the last couple of years, so they didn't need to fill that. They could have gone quarterback, but just I think the number two overall pick was a little too early for the quarterbacks in this year's draft. Uh, they picked up DJ Shark at wideout, which, you know, say what you want. He's an okay running back or wideout, excuse me. And then they signed Mike Hughes at corner, so they kind of solidified those yeah. other two areas of need. So they're just going to go. They have enough holes where they can go best player available, and they thought that was uh, Aiden Hutchinson. So that's who they take with number two. I think he's the best player in the draft. I mean, really? top top to bottom, he's he's uh, he's a stud. So, yeah. um, I mean, Jacksonville's probably sorry he didn't get him, but again, with the depth of edge rusher, I think that's the that's yes. the, that's the um, right I, pick for Detroit. Yes, I. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play just a, a real quick devil's advocate Shocker. on this one. I I, I <laughs> he's good. Yeah. But I don't see it for a number two pick. I just I think the hype's up there. Uh, I'm I am definitely in the minority. That's just because it's a Big Ten team and you love. No, the I love the Big Ten. <laughs> he's long. Ten. What do they say in the journal? Yeah, they're long. They quick twitch. Yeah, I just I this is one where if there were a if there were a prop bet that I could put down for. You know, impact player by the end of a of a third year. I think this is one where I'd I'd take a Brad's hammering the under. I'd take a risk on uh, on putting it out there that uh, that this one's making the start. You, you know, you get your he's gonna go in the in the top ten picks. There's absolutely no question, and so he's gonna be there. And that by virtue of that, he's gonna be starting. And by virtue of that, he's gonna be given two to three years to to play it out. But you know, Pro Bowl. By the third year, I'll I'll make a bet right now that uh, that by the end of three years we don't see him in a Pro Bowl. No, I just there's something about it. And it's just that it, there's something about it. I don't know whether it's seeing a lack of like long term durability or you just don't see too many people at that size and right with that speed. And maybe it's four that, seven four forty. Was was, De- was Detroit considering? Was it possible that they considered a quarterback? I yes, if they were picking. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I think they go quarterback. Right. If they're picking two, I think you just you've got to take. There's enough holes there, and with Jared Goff, don't get me wrong, that's not their future. Right. Right. But I just don't think you get. It's that's a reach. You know, if they were to trade back, I think that's a possibility as yeah. well. If they trade back and to a spot where they get the quarterback and pick up a you know another second round pick or something. Interesting. All right. Well, it looks like uh, we're in for the third pick here. So move it over to Houston. So Houston is going to be a little confused by the last pick, and they have multiple needs here. I mean, Houston's going to be Houston. However, after consideration, I think with the surprising performance of their rookie quarterback, and who I think they're actually going to ride with for another year or two to test him out. Mills was like the best or second best quarterback. In, yeah, he out. Yeah. I mean, he outperformed most of the rookie quarterbacks through. I think it was like week 13, 14. Mm-hmm. He was pretty. He was fairly decent. So I with think they're going to. I think they're going to try and get away from the most sacked team in the NFL. And I think that they're going to pick Iki Ekwanu from NC State, offensive wow. tackle. Super powerful. Uh, I mean, they're just going to want to protect David Mills. I thought the way you were bringing that up that you were going to go on the defensive side. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Is that just, what you thought, Joy? I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what you said about wanting to protect a young quarterback. I mean, I think they're going to ride with him, but – they're not going to be able to see what he's really got if he doesn't have any time. I, w- I would say I would agree with you because I think that's the only other l- lineman that's probably warrants the top five pick. So I think 
it's fair to say that he's a top five value. You know, in that uh, in that division too, though they got uh, they got to chase down some quarterbacks, they got to chase down some wideouts, and it's hard because, like many teams that are picking in the top five, they have a lot of holes to fill. Um, but if you can sure up a tackle for the next 10, 15 years, you got to kind of go for it too. So I don't hate the pick. I'm a little surprised by it, but I'm, I don't hate it. What do you think, Brad? Uh, you know, I I don't know. So far, NC State players have uh, have fared better than yeah. uh, than other teams with uh, with higher caliber players. So you know, they're not as many, they're not as abundant, but they've all been impactful. So I don't know. That's that's my interesting. T- you know, from a from a draft perspective standpoint, I, obviously I'm a Vikings fan, so I'm always looking at who the Vikes are going to take. I'm looking around the NFC North, but I'm more looking at it from the perspective of uh, of the colleges and how they produce. So, especially interested in some of the players that if you pick a player out of a non-power five, uh, it's a gamble. That, that, well, it's a gamble, but those players more often than not, you I mean, also might know a little something. If you're going that deep, you you yeah, to you're your point, you know something, and those players tend to produce, especially especially going like FBS or, or lower, like into to the yeah. lower divisions. Because you feel like they almost have more the to prove, too, you're, though, man. You're, like, you're Jerry Rice's and you're you – Randy know, Moss. And you're, yeah. you're Adam Thielen's of the world. Um, Where did he play? <laughs> right? watch, exactly. a, watch a football game on Sunday. And, and, and you, you, you see it in um, – you see that with kickers. You yeah. see that with offensive linemen more often than not. But, uh, you know, just looking at then at the Power 5 schools and – their history in uh in the yeah. graphs i think that sometimes what that says to me as an analyst uh is i take a player from an alabama from a miami you know from your traditional just like top tier blue bloods i think sometimes you get a little bit overshadowed by the alabaminess of a player the Alabama. Well, and, and instead, you, like an nc state well how can they be good they played at nc state there's 22 guys in the field like these guys have I mean, they're breaking them down to individual talents. Well, and I'd be curious too. Like, what's the average um, age of a player? You know, are they? You're getting a lot more sophomores coming out of you know the ACE or the SEC, right? Mm-hmm. And the Power Fives, and you know, do you get a little more age and experience and more juniors and seniors coming sure. out of those you know non-Power Five schools too? That you know, you get a little bit better look at too over the years. But and I, I think probably the skepticism in a player coming out of an NC State goes into it in terms of like the interview that they're giving to the to the player as well too. You're not coming from Alabama, so I'm going to go a little bit deeper into your head and feel even more confident about about taking a, a you know a, a flyer on you. Yeah, but, no, I get it. All right, next pick looks like it's in. This one is the New York Jets. Uh, subsequently, the Jets and Giants between the two of them, own exactly one-third of what you're going to talk about here tonight. Let's, no let's, let's go, New York. <laughs> that, yeah, they do. Uh, wasn't it two? Th- yeah, mm-hmm. whatever the number you said was. They each have two picks in the in the top 12. So I, I feel like um, uh, because of that, you can go anywhere with this pick. So I think that the Jets have a lot of flexibility in terms of who they want to pick um, and what position because it's likely that they're going to go the other way on the other side of the pick so i think it's fortunate that you have um the 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 jets in the spot to be flexible with the with the pick and this one this one was a tough one because there's there's two kids in two different divisions one's generally always the best division and one's 
on on another coast. But for 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 us as the Jets, and man, I'm glad I don't really have to say that because that team is trash on offense. I mean, I look at uh, up and down that that um, that depth chart, and I think Zach Wilson might have it, but you just don't know because their best receiver is probably going to be. Uh, I mean, if you're choosing between Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, there's just not a ton of Denzel Mims. I like I Elijah think, Moore though. I do too. I think he's actually a pretty good receiving core, but unproven. For I don't. Sure. Yeah, unproven. No young no solidified stud. No. I'm right. Right. So I just. I mean, I'm just. There's just not, not a lot to get excited about. I don't think they have a franchise number one uh, wide wide receiver. So, uh, but I do think where they have some potential is on the defensive side of the ball. So they're 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 strong in some areas, but they need to shore up a couple of others, especially at at corner and on the edge. So although I, I think one of the uh, rushers is a little bit more proven, I, I just think the athleticism, um, I think the athleticism of Kayvon Thibodeau is, uh, is too much to pass up yep. at this point at, at this spot in the draft. I thought, I thought he would be um, gone earlier, but a, you know, a four, six, uh, 40 times 6-4 long arm frame. I think there's a couple of edge rushers that look like this, but I think Kayvon's a bit bit um, bit more proven. I think he's I think he's a playmaker. I think he's got Khalil Mack vibes to him. So I think that he can um, can can improve an up and coming Jets defense. Yeah, he's uh, an interesting one too because he's he's been consistently in that top 12, mm-hmm. but he was like. He was number one coming into last season. Then he kind of went down and then back up and then down. He's been a little bit like a like a stereo needle. I think you can have him there and all three downs. I mean, I I watched some highlights of the the kid and I mean, I who can he chase down in this draft offensively? I think there's two receivers that are you know quick enough to probably. He's one in one A in terms of Hutchinson. Like he's I should say one yeah. B. You know, in terms yeah. of the I know because you know picked for Detroit that had Hutchinson not gone number one. Yeah. Thibodeau would have been his, you know, the yeah. Lions pick at two. That would have been, so right. I think you're, you're, he's the draft equity that you have them at is, is worth it. Sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting between those two that you just mentioned too, depending on the team that they go to and the scheme that they get into, probably going to have a lot of bearing on uh, that bet I was talking about earlier. It, it's not Connor's favorite edge rusher in the draft, but. He does wear. I mean, I think Oregon still has the coolest uniforms. Yeah, I think some people might find them Thanks, slightly Nike. annoying. Which yeah. which would, one of their uniforms is your? Favorite? I would guess Brad would be one of those people, but but yeah, they're creative. They're cool. Now, everybody, they were the only ones doing it, and then everybody resisted it, and now every team has multiple uniforms, and I think everybody decided that there was enough of a revenue stream from having a different uniform every game. Now it's kind of uh, crazy too. To, you know, you watch some of these non-power five basketball games, like Memphis's basketball court. Like some of these courts are crazy now too. Can't buy those yet. All right, with the number five pick, the next New York team, Joe. Yeah. So this one was this one was tough because the, the Giants were paying close attention to what the Jets were doing. Very very similar to what the Lions were with the with the Jaguars. So new coach in New York, right? Brian DeBole, and uh, you know I think he wants to. Um, you know, and they got new GM there too. So it's kind of a new draft for everybody. So, uh, you know, they, they could go the route of being splashy. I think they are still committed to, to Daniel Jones, right? So Danny Dimes, they're, they're not giving up on him yet. 
They did a little work in the offseason. Um, they signed a couple of interior linemen, um, Mark Goskowski, Lowinski, excuse me, and Max Garcia. Uh, so they did a little bit to shore up their <clears throat> offensive line. So that was uh, an option prior to free agency. Um, but this, I think the, 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 the trend of going edge rushers stays in play. I think they go, you know, back to that Power Five conference, and they go with uh, Trayvon Walker out of the University of Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, great pick. Yeah, I'm Just, surprised he fell that far, actually. Yeah, he's again. I they they talk about his motor as being the only potential issue, is like that he gives right. up on plays and that he's surrounded by such good talent that he doesn't feel like he's got to work hard. So that was the only knock on him coming in. But he had a solid performance at the the combine. You know, kept him in the the top five for sure. And um, Although this would be the sixth pick overall, so he did all the top five. But um, it's just hard to argue with the the talent and his talent and who he plays on a week in and week out basis too, and that he's able to still dominate. So you touched on the motor there, and something that uh, I kind of go back and forth with when it comes to motors and draft players is if you're in school, yeah, you're going to be surrounded by a bunch of recruits, so you're going to be surrounded by some highly talented people. Uh, when it comes to motor. I think it's something completely different. I don't think you can compare it because rookie contracts are highly incentivized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right. they're going to have to have a high motor either way because that's how they're going to be making a majority of their money is off performance-based well, incentives. That, to have the motor and the drive, like that's not like you can't just turn that on and off. Like I do think that that's kind of how you're – that's bred inside you as a kid and how you grow up and how you're coached. I think it's just hard to – Again, flip a switch and to play, sure. you know, 70, 80 plus plays a game and to have that level of motor. But hard to argue with his his credentials and his experience and what he's done down in Georgia. But Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Looks like the next pick is in. All right. Nice. This would so, be number six overall. So I just want to, I want to, uh, I just want to say that before we started, I didn't know trades weren't going to be a thing, so I'll address <laughs> what I think is I think would actually happen afterwards. Oh, However, the Carolina Panthers have a a gaping hole at quarterback. They brought back Cam Newton they, for an experiment last season. Mm. It didn't work out. Otherwise, they have Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold's not a franchise guy. I think that's I think that's widely agreed like, upon. Yeah. Uh, Carolina was in the mix for the Deshaun Watson trade. So they are actively looking for a quarterback, and that's why if they were interested in Deshaun Watson, I think they're also going to be very interested in a guy that played very similar to him in his college days. And therefore, with the sixth overall pick, the Carolina Panthers are going to be taking Malik Willis out of Liberty. Uh, I mean, dual threat guy, his arm strength is actually nuts after watching his pro day. Super team guy, he celebrated with his teammates after he made a big throw, which I thought was really good. Um, not as proven as as maybe some other quarterbacks, but definitely a prototype. Lamar Jackson was a prototype, so I think he has a super high ceiling. Uh, it's a little bit of a gamble, but I mean, I think it's are. I think it's an upgrade over Sam Darnold. Uh, what I really think could is a possibility to happen. The Philadelphia Eagles were also in the trade rumors for Deshaun Watson, and not unlike the Browns when uh, they were doing the same when Baker Mayfield got upset and requested a trade. I wouldn't be surprised if there's been some internal discussions from Jalen Hurts and the the confidence that they may or may not have within them. And I don't think it's too far-fetched for the Eagles to trade uh, 
a pick or two since they have three in this draft. And do you Jalen think they Hurts. would? Do you have? Do you think they would have to go as high as six to get Malik? Like that's when yeah. you were talking about a trade. Right. My question that's would what be: I was thinking. How far can Carolina go back? You know, was Malik Willis a, a stretch? Right? Could they have gone back three spots and traded with like the Falcons or someone like in that right. range to say? To move up and still, be, you know, have a chance at Malik Willis. Sure, but and then so you have, I mean, if you go back a few picks, you have, uh, I believe, the Falcons are at eight. The Falcons have Marcus Mariota, which isn't a franchise guy mm-hmm. either. So, uh, I think Carolina's going to be looking for a quarterback. I think by the time Philly picks, they might be running out of options. So, I think, I think maybe one of the later first and Jalen Hurts would get the trade done to go to six, and then the Eagles take Malik Willis, which has a play style similar to Jalen Hurts as sure. well. I get you. And 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 a pass on Kenny Pickett. Yes. Okay. Because I think two in general, yeah. yeah, definitely two different styles. And I and I know they missed out on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. So and then it goes back to when the Panthers were performing really well. They had Cam Newton, who was a mobile guy and got out of the pocket and made plays with his feet. And the Eagles have the same type of guy. He's mobile, gets out of pocket, makes plays with his arm and his, with his arm and his legs. So they're going to want to – I don't think they're going to want a pocket-style quarterback like Kenny Pickett, um, who many argue is mobile, but not many – if you're not mainly a mobile quarterback in college, it usually won't translate to the NFL. So that's why I think they're going to take someone with the most similar play style in Malik Willis, whether it be the Panthers or the Eagles trading. Do you think uh, Kyler Murray or any other – any other mm. quarterback who's on the field right now play into their their trade attempt talk? Uh, that could be a whole bunch of Baker that, Mayfield. That, that could be a mirage. Of Baker yeah, Mayfield's I mean, in there. I mean, I don't think. I mean, if the Browns trade, I doubt Carolina would be would. Oh, there is rumors about Baker being traded to Carolina, so that could be that could be one to solve their quarterback issue, and then the Browns could get in. And uh, I don't know who the Browns would want at that point, but there's always a possibility. I Draft mean, choices. you have. You have trades coming in in the NFL draft when you least expect them. I mean, yeah, there'll be a lot of movement in the top ten. I think there'll be a lot of movement this year for sure. Do you also think that Kevin Costner played the best draft expert in a motion picture about an NFL draft? I yeah. love. I love that movie. Was fun. I actually really that movie liked was that movie. Fun. I'm not yeah. even a Kevin Costner fan. Right, and maybe cool. I'm always like, yeah, Kevin Costner's just some good movies, but they could have found somebody else better to do the acting, but. That was draft day, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. I like. Well, that and movie. It, it was legit enough where they allowed him to use NFL team yeah. names. Yeah. Where it was like, you know, there was enough validity to what they were doing. To, I would love to be that GM though. You know, you're sitting there, you're having calls over breakfast, you're, <laughs> you're shooting the shit with you know the other GMs. It's funny to watch it's like crazy. all the different like pranks and things like that that they do on each other. It's oh, like a. I mean, as as amateur as a fantasy football draft is. If you are well prepared to go into the draft, which has nothing to do with your future success, and maybe the NFL draft <laughs> is no different at the end of the day, but when you go there and you're prepared, yeah, you, you know what you're going after and you feel good about the draft, like generally regardless of which way it goes. Yeah. But you can also get there and your sleepers get picked early. Especially like, in the snake draft, yeah. 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 yeah and yeah, then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, did I, did I not prepare for this? Think, <laughs> think about 30 or so people that you work with and then make each one of them a GM of a different team and then think about the fact that that's probably a thing, right? Yeah, Where <laughs> yeah in your fantasy football There could be somebody league. who shows up who's not prepared. Yes. In all likelihood. Yeah. So is there is the NFL draft a snake-style draft or no? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Definitely. So 32 gets 33 as well? No, no, no. no. Oh, so it's a snake. Right. You're right. True. You're right. So no. whatever you 
it resets. starts over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. We were all wrong on yeah, that. We were. <laughs> Good question, Connor. Uh, I feel like he knew the answer. You didn't see me nodding my head like, like that. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't see all right, that. As you get older, you lose some. Another pick for, for, by the Giants. They took Trayvon Walker with pick number five. Brandon, who are they going to take with pick number seven? Yeah, so so an interesting one here because I basically have to collaborate with Joe on it to, to figure out what's... <laughs> We'll what's, see if you uh, have my number two down for their need. You know what's interesting about the New York Giants is I think they're on the verge of having a really good offensive squad. I mean, I think that um, if if Danny Dimes can live up to his potential, I think they could be a really good team. Um, obviously, they have some aging uh, vets, but I still think that they can they can contribute. Well, they got Saquon Barkley, who's just still ready to just chomping at the yeah, bit to have exactly. The and I love tomorrow. I love I love Galladay. I love Shepard. They got um, uh, just a couple of exciting rookies. Uh, Kadarius is is oh, Tony. Yeah, Kadarius Tony is fun to watch too. He, he had he actually didn't have a bad season. Yeah, well, he's a fan. Like I saw him kind of fangirl over. Uh, I think it was Odell Beckham Jr. Right? It had, it's been a while. Thirty-five episodes in a yeah, row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that what? Oh, fangirl. <laughs> I think the word "and" has made an appearance in every show. <laughs> yeah, that. but I think it was I think it was Odell where he was like, "Is that o-? no?" It was uh, Tavon Austin. He's like a huge oh, yeah. Tavon he Austin. Out over he freaked out. He saw he him really? on the. Yeah, he was, was like, like, "Is that Tavon?" He's like, Austin? I used to watch his his highlights before every game. Yeah, it was just fun to watch. He's just you can just tell he enjoys what he does. So I'm a. Well, I think to to your point, they need help on defense so i think your pick was actually the best pick at the spot but i also don't um think you could have gone wrong if you would have went on the other side i know that they've added some uh help at the lineman position a couple of, of, of free agents but i but i think it can get a little bit better and this guy's probably moving a little bit further up the uh chart than than i thought he would have um but the the other two offensive linemen are uh, are already gone. So uh, I think it's fair to take Charles Cross here. I think that he yep. adds um, another layer of protection for another young quarterback. I think that's kind of the, the theme of the early early uh, picks in this in this draft, and I think it just strengthens that already potent offense to, to kind of take it to the, to the next level and with the edge help. Um, I think it could be a really, really good, really good. Um, I think the Giants could be a good sleeper pick on the season. Yeah, out of this draft. So, so number eight coming in next, and just a just a question: Do you think that it would be, do you think that it would be funny as if uh, if one team had a steal in the draft and they they only award it to one team, but at any point in time in the draft, you could pick and you could take one player from the second round and beyond that any other team. That would be so broken. <laughs> like in, like in the voice where there's like steel yeah, exactly. and it just, the, the whole room yes. like lights yeah. up. Oh. The, the Super Bowl champion yeah. could use it. Oh wow. <laughs> the GM's just start oh, I like that. being super angry. Yeah. Or every team in your division yeah. has one steal for you. Yeah. He's walking up to the podium and boom. just gets stiff armed by another GM. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe any team, like the team that wins the most games after having been eliminated mathematically from playoff contention, gets a steal. Right. Which is a uh, a little bit of a boon to try to not suck for luck. Anyways, number number seven pick here. Number eight pick. Number eight's in. Atlanta. So the Atlanta Falcons. Talk about a team that's I know. Like going through like yeah. bipolar identity, identity crisis. Changes, yeah. Just like 
you know, they signed, you know, they, they, they signed Casey Hayward corner. They, they signed Lorenzo Carter at the edge. Let they, me interrupt and ask you a question yeah. as you go through this. If, if Malik was still there, was that a pick for them? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, um, so he was, he, we were going to go that route just because Atlanta, they like to stretch their, their owners very much a show me now flash. They, they focus on offense. I think you know, it's been a while since they've really just gone out and drafted in first round uh, defense. I'd have to go back and look, see who their last defensive first round draft pick was. So they're definitely reminds me of the Cowboys and just in terms of going after raw talent, um, because Malik is off the board, I think they they don't value the other quarterbacks as much as you know for the eighth pick. However, they do stay on offense. They obviously are still trying to figure out what's going to happen with uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Cal- yeah, Ridley, and you know obviously Julio's long gone, and now kind of a, a thing of the past for them. So I they stay on offense, you know, to to stick with tradition. But they go with wide receiver out of the Ohio State and select Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, good pick. You know, probably the, the top wide out in the league. Again, Ohio State's had some su- success with, with wide outs, and uh, uh, they got a couple good ones that are, that are going to come out. But I think they take the better of the two Ohio State receivers, and they go with Garrett Wilson. All right. Good pick. So you, you're not concerned with his size? No, I don't think so. I think we've we've seen enough now in the NFL where the small, medium, large receivers can all produce. I think they all have a a, a place on the field. Um, he may work a little bit more than out of the slot than he did at Ohio State as being a, a true wideout. Um, but he's quick and he's he's sure-handed and he uh, he's gotten a lot of praise from pretty much every team that's out there saying that he's kind of the consensus number one wide receiver out there. That's good. That's good. Uh, just a reminder that uh, <clears throat> Starbucks is a corporate sponsor of the NFL draft, so <laughs> it's venti grande and tall. <laughs> okay, no, thank you. Oh, that's one All of the right. things that's pet peeve With, of mine. You just <laughs> you, you jab that dagger in and twist it a little bit. Uh, I purposely order a medium and large, and when I go in there, well, try be, to get there. You'd be as wrong at Starbucks as you are in the draft, though. very much. All right. All right. We uh, will have to keep track of this, right, to see how <laughs> who had the most accurate picks. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure I can guarantee Connor's pick here. No, I I don't know if you can actually. Really? Really? Are you sure? Is yeah, I'm sure. Here? This team doesn't need it. With the number nine picks, pick the Seahawks. The, the number nine pick for the Seattle Seahawks will be the replacement for Russell Wilson and Kenny Pickett. Wow. Yeah, Did, I could see Seattle yeah, doing that. For sure. You know, they're kind of that. You don't want to roll a Drew Lock. No, I don't think he's. I don't think he's Sam Darnold bad, but he's not. I mean, you need a replacement for Russell Wilson. You need to be able to build another quarterback. So, I think going quarterback here with the compensation they got from Denver is going to be just fine, unless they hold out another year and roll with Drew Locke. But I can't really be seeing that because you have you have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf just waiting for another quarterback now, and they haven't signed anyone. So, I think that's. Uh, I think that's the way they're going to go. And they're not in the current Kyler Murray sweepstakes either, being in the same division. Nope. So, right. Yeah. Could they be in the Baker? Could they be in the Baker sweepstakes though? They could be in the Baker sweepstakes. Is that still is that Kyler Murray thing still a thing? I don't think so. There's I, a lot of I, rumors, but I, I was is he I'm back on social it media? It's one of those things where it, like <laughs> the if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck. Yep. Like there comes a point where this is not going away Correct. for some reason, unless one of them. But I feel like they've come out and even say, like, there's well, no problem it's, here. It's the funny thing to do well, now. The is teams like, if come out and said it. If you want to be traded, all you do is go out there and delete the social media. Like, that's your way of announcing. 
that you want to trade. Like who Debo Samuel did that with the Niners. Like right. I don't know if that's still a thing or not, but I don't know. But I you know I, it's hard to it's hard to argue with you Connor on this one. I, I think it's it's something that Seattle would do. I think they they don't know what it's like to draft a quarterback since they've drafted Wilson, you know, back in 1900 and 2000 <laughs> probably 13 maybe. Four. Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know. I I don't have much to say on that one other than just He's a what school did Pickett go to? Pitt. Pitt. Yep. All right. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, who else went to Pitt. No. That really, really tall guy that plays for the uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. No, Dan Marino, I think, went to Pitt. Yeah, he did. Wow. He holds a record or two there. Probably the last first round quarterback maybe drafted from Pitt. Yeah. Then this, uh, I think Pickett, if I'm not mistaken, broke a, a fair amount of uh, Marino's records. All right. All right. So we go to the Jets for the second and final time, and that's Brandon, number ten pick overall. So I got to I got to pick for the Jets already, <laughs> and I get to pick for the Jets again, which is uh, which is good. And I said that we could add someone on uh, one side of the ball, and then add someone else on the other side of the ball, and uh, that's that's likely what I what I um, believe the the Jets are going to accomplish here. Now the the um the Garrett Wilson thing was an interesting pick because I feel like he's going to be the closest to emulating an Odell. I think he's a crazy playmaker. I just don't think he's the 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 fastest or or has the most upside overall. I think that's a um, another one of the many young men that have come out of Alabama that can 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 make a difference and do so immediately in the NFL. So Jameson Williams. I think is like uh, I mean I think he's like a Jerry Judy who's not necessarily a star in the league but he's just like 50% faster four three speed um, he's got the size he's that I mean he's that Alabama kid that has some yep. size um, um, and I think he's the smartest of the bunch I think he's um, just a, a super smart kid and he's he's um, um, great route runner and I think can be a number one on on the Jets, who I was just dogging because they don't have one. So. Well, and he was such a playmaker for them that we knew, I think it was for the SEC championship where he didn't play against mm-hmm. was against Clemson, right? And look what happened, right? Like he was out that entire game, and they they failed, like they flopped offensively. The quarterbacks were just struggling to find anybody to throw the ball to. So to have that much of an impact on a school like that, uh, it's definitely says something. And I I, I think you know to in the spirit of um, full disclosure, like the kid's got an ACL. So, um, you know, I, I I think he actually goes higher without, I mean, I think he goes maybe two or three picks higher and definitely had a Garrett Wilson if he doesn't have that, that injury. But in today's world, I think an ACL tear is pretty common. Yeah. And I think the medicine's strong enough to say that it's not going to impact your career long-term. It's just a matter of how soon can they make an impact, right? That's probably the only thing. Exactly. Maybe a maybe yeah. a two year time horizon instead of one, but it's gonna be an, an impact nonetheless. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. We are moving mm-hmm. on to pick number eleven. Do-do-do-do. Washington on the clock. The uh the, the commanders. The commanders picking for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. So again, a lot of off season moves for the commanders. They brought in Carson Wentz to assure up their quarterback. I say that lightly, but they did bring in a, a true number one into um fill that void 
Uh, they brought in some offensive linemen, signed Andrew Noel, um, re-signed Bobby McCain in the safety spot, and running back J.D. McKessick. So I think that they're getting uh, um, – they're, they did a lot in the offseason where I think they can still kind of go after best player available. Um, they need still need help on offense. They could look for somebody on the uh, a wideout to try to help McLaurin. Um, but I think that that's uh, – um, I don't think there's enough value there anymore now that those two wideouts have been picked. So I think they probably try to scare the Vikings a little bit with this pick in terms of maybe throwing it out there that they may try to select the person that they want at number 12. But I think they go with who they feel is the top corner in the league. And um, they go with um, Ahmad Sauce Gardner from the University of Cincinnati. Which is funny because you know, you know that's... The Vikings uh, brass sitting to your right Correct. there. That's, yeah. They're just like trying to figure out, are they going to take the one that they want? Are they not? Um, so we'll see. But, yeah, I think they, they take the, the probably the best corner, arguably the second, first or second best corner, and Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Now the question just is what what kind is it? All right, number 12. I didn't think that this was going to happen. I thought that – I thought he'd be gone. And – He's not going to be gone yet. I'm surprised. So my initial pick for the Vikings probably a month and a half ago was going to be Jermaine Johnson, former teammate of mine out of LS, or FSU. Sorry. LSU. You were alert. you played at FSU. That's the way oh, you yeah. just made it oh, sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. However, you need some punctuation here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Funny, funny. Um, but – with the Zadarius Smith signing, it looks like our edge rushers uh, right, are set. Yeah, right. I was so gonna, yeah, you stole my bit there. Although yeah. that Sauce Gardner is viewed as the best corner in the draft, and his numbers his numbers don't lie. He was the best corner in college the past few years. Uh, I'm gonna pull out a little bit of Quasi here and say that after assessing that this cornerback fills a need for the team, has covered the likes of Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase in practice, in practice yep. for multiple years, yeah, had just recently got a full bill of health, and also obviously went to LSU to have a little bit of chemistry with Patrick Peterson. Even I, the number? Even the number, down to the number. I If this player is available, I think without a doubt, the Vikings are going to be going after Derek Stingley yep. Jr. And that's yeah. just a football name right there. Stingley. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Could be one. playing safety, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I agree, Connor. Like I said, I think it came down to those last – I think those they're, they're going to go back-to-back, and I think the Vikes are going to be in a position to take either one of those two. So, I, And I, if they're not in the position to take either of those corners, I have uh, – Kyle Hamilton being taken yeah, as right. Harrison Smith's successor. Yep. Yeah. And we need a safety too. I know. I know. So that I, would be uh, another option. I just I think either know. of those would have been good picks. Yeah. And that's uh you know looking at looking at and one of many lists of top availables on here. Not taken in the the top 12 for you guys. Hamilton. Yep. Uh Drake London. Yep. Yep. Up there, Jermaine Johnson, of course. Uh Nicobe Dean, Devin Lloyd, Trent McDuffie. Oh, typical McDuffie. Uh, Jordan. Jordan Davis. Davis. Devontae Wyatt. Olave. Yeah. Linderbaum. Wyatt. No, Linderbaum. That's a, that's a cool name, too. Wyatt. So yeah. I think I think Jermaine actually goes to Atlanta. Earlier? 
earlier at yeah. eight. I think he goes to Atlanta at eight. I don't see him getting outside of the top ten. Because I just don't see him. Atlanta just does I think not draft defense. I, yeah, I, I just, know. But yeah, and there's a elite. There's a few elite edge rushers that are going to go ahead of him. Yeah, so I, I think it. Well, they did. They uh, they drafted AJ Terrell, uh, just two years ago, and then they did Vic Beasley out of Clemson. I think it was probably it was probably five six years ago. The I love his upside, but Walker and Thibodeau are going ahead of him. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. They so will. I've got a proposal for you guys. I thought okay. you said no trades. We will. We will. <laughs> it's a proposal. I'll not a trade. I'll, I'll we'll score these and and we'll score these based on. Yeah, we need letter grades. Proxy, yeah, letter grades. We'll and we'll just do, we'll do it the way most you know yep. how far off you were just by by number. I'll come up with a winner, and I think that on our next show, whoever comes in last spends five minutes talking about how amazing whoever comes in first, first is or draft. Right. you just get the five s- minutes five minutes that's a long time Pre- prepared to a just, prepared statement got more than two minutes on ub on exactly <laughs> just how amazing the uh the winner of this contest is. i don't have more than two minutes that's super <laughs> so does the does the grade is it just a player or is it position two or it, it would be it would be your your collective drafts for, for all all your okay. spots all four of your picks so we'll through give eyes, each one a grade the eyes of the producer yeah. yeah, it's it's going to be non-subjective. This will be yeah. a I'll use a I'll use a mathematical equation and apply them. <laughs> well, I like it, man. Like I said, this is my favorite time of year. Like I said, it's just, I don't think the combine counts as the start of the NFL season. Next, you know, next so, Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday, right? You know, it's going to be the the day. So. That's going to be um, that's going to be fun. Is it next Thursday? And yeah. in Vegas again. I know they, they talked about carting out the players on boats and that's going to be showgirls so cool. and just it's, it's going to be, be so a cool. spectacle. It'll be one of the coolest drafts. I wonder where. Uh, I think it's. It might be. We talked about boats, so maybe the Venetian. They're gonna do it. Yeah, the, like I mean outside. they have. I mean, I mean, your boats and gondolas are very different things. They wouldn't do you it. Can't, like, no, they're exactly the same thing. They both. <laughs> no, <laughs> like literally, if you're they talking are exactly about. The same okay, thing. is a canoe a boat? <laughs> yes. No, yes. it's a canoe. No, it's a, what? No, because a. a f- oh boy. You're talking about it like an automobile. So no. like there's cars and trucks. So a car, like how most people do you have a car? Yes. Yeah. Do you say But a you, boat is no, a boat is like a vehicle. No. No. What do you, what would you call the collection of things that float people around? Vessels. A gondola. <laughs> noun, a small, long, narrow boat with mm. a high prow and stem. Mm. And a canoe's a boat too, propelled yes. with a single oar. Yeah, by definition, I think it would be. Yes. But anyways. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be uh, uh, it'll, it'll be fun to see. And again, it's... Technically, a canoe is a boat. Right. But it's However, not. It's a canoe. If you're only powering a canoe by paddle, then most rules about a boat will not apply to a canoe. So why would that not be the <laughs> same case for a gondola? I don't know. Ask Google. I, let me, let me Cause, consult cause Jeeves. You're here. not singing in a canoe. That's... <laughs> that, the singing and boat definition don't interact with one another. All right. I'm pretty sure. Have you ever been on a gondola with somebody singing in the back? I don't think I've ever been on a gondola. Oh. I've been to the Venetian. Uh, but the draft location, will um, we'll just have to. It says that the, uh, the, the, the draft is going to be right in the, it says right at the heart of the strip. 
So uh, right by the high roller at the link there. So like right by the Mirage. And I mean, Caesar's it's, it's so not so a block away from the, clo- from the gondola. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like they're closing off the Well, they're the going to they're gonna start on the boats and then get slingshotted through the Whatever that's what's that sky you, ride on top of the tower? I think it's I think it's at it's the Bellagio because yeah. I mean the 2020 plans for it because there's still pictures up from what the stage was gonna look like in 2020 and it looks like they have pontoons on the fountain that the Bellagio no is. No way! Is, I mean, is that not? That is it. I think it's at I don't the Bellagio. Think, is that, that a real picture? Going. No, it's a it was well, it's a in the, rendering. It's in the street there by Bellagio Caesar's Link. I think they're gonna do it. Bellagio, dude. I think the fountains are going to be in the background. It's going to be sick. That's crazy. So That's check crazy. us out on the the to kind of get back to business here too. Let us know what you guys think of the draft. Hit us up on our social medias that get carded pretty much on you know whether it's Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Let us know what you think of the draft. Who did it best? Who wore it best? And uh, you know let let's get some feedback from you guys as well. Looking forward to the next episode too. See see how you guys do for sure. Joey out. <laughs>